Welcome to another episode of The Jameson Files. I'm your host, Carrie Weber, and I'm so glad that you're with us once again. As we enter the fall season of 2021, uh, the weather is changing. Uh, we're coming to the end of another year, and it's time to start uh, looking into strategy for you and your practices and how you can improve for 2022, how you can continue to grow and how you can continue to improve the patient experience. And in this conversation we're going to have today, how we can improve patient education and ultimately improve case and treatment acceptance. I am so thrilled to have with us Brett Wilson, the president of Digital Doc. Uh, the, the team and family behind Digidoc have been friends of the Jameson family for many, many years. And so, Brett, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today to have a conversation. Thanks, Gary. I'm looking forward to this. So, for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with Digital Doc, in my opinion, DigiDoc is one of the, if not the premier uh, companies in the camera space, intraoral cameras and all of those incredible tools and technology that you're using in your practices today. I believe Digital Doc continues to be on the forefront of innovation and providing the best quality tools. And what we at Jameson believe to be an imperative aspect of treatment education um, diagnosis and presentation for both you as the practitioners, but for your patients as well. Uh, so today I want to talk about with you, Brett, the power of photography in dental practices. I know that seems very simple. And intraoral cameras, photography and dental practices, it's been around for a while now. It's no, it's no new thing. Um, but the interesting thing to me is, while if I were to have a conversation, if there were five doctors or five hygienists sitting at this table with me today and I asked how many of you have access to camera they'd all probably raise their hand and say yes and then as you start digging down into it and you say how many of you are using them in all of your appointments how many of you are using the photographs you take in follow-up appointments and eventually the hands start to drop, you know, based upon whatever the question is that I ask. So for you, in the position that you're in, um, running this incredible organization that you're a part of, what do you find when you're having conversations with practices uh, and in your experiences in the work that you do? Um, where do you find that practices, if they were to take a look at their utilization of photography and of their tools, where are they falling short? Where could they look to improve uh, in the coming year? I would say in a couple of areas. One area is really just looking at who is the patient really that's coming into my practice. And I really like to refer to them as the consumer. You know, are we really looking at the, the patient as a consumer? And if so, how do our consumers buy? How do our consumers live? We're, we are a consumer, so how do we live? You know, what cell phone do we have? What uh, what size of television are we watching at home? And, and do those things matter? And I believe they do. You know, we live in an HD world today. We live in a world that uh, no matter where you go, you're going to see a 55 inch screen. You can be ordering a you know a, a Starbucks, or you can go to a, a fast food restaurant, and it doesn't matter wherever you are. And, and with college sports, and we're all passionate about that. Some pro, some college, but we're not going to watch a sporting event in standard definition today. 
So when we go into dental practices and we see, you know, the computer screen on the counter or um, just had a rep in an office this week that didn't have any imaging in front of the patient. And, And today being able to put a 55 or even a 65 inch on the wall in front of the patient and really connecting with that consumer, we're not mm. seeing that, you know, as much. And so I like to start there. Just who are we really communicating with and dealing with? And and I would argue we're dealing with the most sophisticated consumer today regarding photography that's that we've ever had. Man, that's such a great point that I, I am 100% behind because a lot of times when we're talking with practices about their patient experience and their treatment presentations, often what they're failing to do and we're trying to encourage them to do is to shift their mindset from <laughs> what they think patients need to really from the pers- look at it from the perspective of the patient, um, what patients want, how they um, process information, how they prefer to receive information, how we as human beings tend to learn, knowing that we're visual, <laughs> majority visual learners as creatures, uh, but also you hit the nail on the head in terms of how society is shifting in our preferences and our habits of how we receive information. The easier we can make it for them to receive information and process it based upon how they process all information, the better it is for everyone. And so, you know, I know that you've believed in that for a long time. What do you find, what are you studying and what are you finding that's really driving um, what you're bringing to the table from that patient focused, uh, the patient perception, almost from the lens of a patient, Brett? Sure. So when we look at just consumerism in, in general and, and, and you look at, um, you know, there's the studies done in marketing of how we connect with consumers and how we buy. We have to be connected multiple times. Right. Five to seven, they say, is the average uh, on the time that we need to see something for it to really connect you know, with us. But we're emotional I and mean, we, we buy based on emotion, not necessarily logic. And so when we present treatment plans to patients, it's oftentimes very logical based. And it it really should be to an extent, like you have to deliver the information, but showing them, right? Showing them that biggest head scratcher to me is when I, when I hear doctors and I hear often we're in the field, I'm in the field, right? We have reps all over the country as, is my image is good enough. And I really challenge that. I really challenge that with good enough for who? You know, good enough for the patient who's carrying around a $1,300 cell phone in their pocket. And and they upgraded that phone most of the time because the image is spectacular. Right. So Mm -hmm. are we discounting the intelligence of the consumer that's sitting in, you know, our chair, you know, today? And I feel like that that mindset of a product can truly increase that revenue. It's powerful of, Mm. of looking at them a different way. And then when it comes down to really using the technology and the practice, yes. I feel like it's a system and it's a system that's in place. First of all, you know, you have to equip your hygienist and all providers. That's kind of our minimum is we like to see a camera per provider. Our most successful doctors have a camera in every single chair, right? But at a minimum, a camera per provider and make sure they're using it. Make sure they have a system in place. One one way that's very effective is doctors just not checking, you know, the hygiene patient when they come in 
if images yes. are not on screen. You know, that, yes. that's very effective. It works well. But making sure that they have a product in their hands, but not so much just the product, but are they confident in mm. the imaging that producing with the product? Can they get excited about the image that they're taking? Is it a, a, a wow factor for not only the patient, but for the operator to say, wow, can you believe the image? I was in an office two weeks ago and I was looking at the images and they had a 60 inch screen on the wall. I was like, that is unbelievable. The image that was just taken on that screen. Like, wow. Something you can really get excited about. Another great point is that, you know, it really does, the utilization is key. Maximizing these tools in the practice. Are you, are you prioritizing time in the appointments, hygienists, doctors, assistants, to take that photography, to take those images, to pull them up on a screen and have them at the ready when the dentist sits with that patient? And uh, how do you, what do you, what do you see as the turning points for team members to really see that value and get excited about that, Brett? What, how can you encourage people to say, hey, if you make the time and if you do the work and get more comfortable, you know, it's going to benefit everyone, and including you and your passion for the work that you do. How, how do you see that kind of tide turning for practices? What do they need to do? It's really equipping them with a camera per provider. And I tell doctors all the time, look, I'm not trying to sell you more cameras. I, but I know the impact that it will have on your practice by having a camera in their hands, an image that they can get excited about, and, and then just making the time. Right. I mean, we all have the time in in life, whatever it is that we want to accomplish. We have the time to do it. Now, are we making the time? And hey, if they have their own product, it's a great image and they're trained properly. We can carve out the two minutes. And that's really all that it takes in an appointment time to capture images. Um, I like to talk yes. a lot about the full smile image. I feel like we're missing opportunities with not taking a full smile photo in hygiene yes. on recall. You visit. Many offices yeah. are into ortho, right? Clear liner therapy. Um, they're doing cosmetic dentistry. They're wanting to do more of that. And they're not taking a full smile photo in hygiene. A lot of times mm -hmm. I hear that, well, I took a, a full smile with our digital SLR on the new patient exam. And that's great. I'm sure you did. But how often are we reviewing those images with those mm -hmm. patients? And we're mm -hmm. all in a different place in our life, right? Six months ago, a year ago, like we all are now in a different place. Well, so are our patients. And when they come in mm -hmm. and we just use this smile as a routine image taken in hygiene, powerful what comes out of that. And they don't really even have to say anything. It's not taking a lot of time for them to communicate. The hygienist simply captures the smile photo, then just leave, you know, leave it on the screen, go get the doctor for the hygiene check. When the doctor comes back, we'll most of the time have more questions. You can either answer the questions now or then bring them back and have more of a consultation regarding those larger treatments. But that's been very effective to increase really the, the you know, the education for patients and, you know, the, the revenue in the practice. You know, I love that because something that we talk about a lot is, yes, photography should and can be used in education, motivation, helping people move forward with treatment they want or need, you know, helping with, um, you know, presenting diagnosis. Um, but it can also be such a powerful tool to help uh, 
patients see the value of the decisions they've made, right? So seeing the value of, you know, to offset buyer's remorse and, and help them see, oh, wow, I'm making a really good decision. Like watching the progress of, you know, the clear liners that they've invested in or, or that ortho treatment that you were talking about. Um, that can really help build value and loyalty in your patients and also help them perhaps give them tools to talk about you to friends or family that may be uh, looking for a dental home or looking for that kind of care as well. Um, Brett, not to put you in the hot seat, but do you find with your, have you, do you notice any particular types of results? I'm sure doctors are like, what, what can I expect out of doing all these things? Um, do you, do you and your team at Digidoc, do you have some particular results that you find for those top practices that are really doing um, the things that you're saying? You know, they have, they have it in every room, they have it for every provider, they're doing it consistently. What kind of results are, do you see from these practices that are, you know, 100% behind and all in on the utilization? Of, of photography. You bet. So we talk a lot about a 10% increase in revenue and we believe that that's conservative, you know, that 10 to 30% increase in, uh, in revenue. I remember speaking to, you know, your team and uh, Dr. Kathy spoke up and said, Brett, it's been, it's 30% with the right number of cameras. We've tracked this for 30 years, right? So it is powerful the increase that can and will happen with the adoption of the camera minimum per provider, and then taking a series of photos, right? So the volume of images does matter. Patients need to see more. We talk a lot about see more, do more with our organization. So if they can see more on the screen, the, the office will see the impact in increased case acceptance with general treatment, um, definitely those elective dentistry items, the things that they just want to talk about that doctors just didn't have on, on their list. But it takes the consistency to get that done. So doctors empowering the individuals that are taking the images, that's a big deal, right? So they talking about how amazing the image is and how great of a job that their hygienist is doing capturing photos. And wow, can you believe this, believe this before and after um, with an attachment like, you know, like Loom and seeing trans illumination and, and giving the doctor a different viewpoint on discovering caries early and, you know, they really champion the hygienist. I find that that goes a long way with getting more adoption from, you know, from the hygienist taking more images. Yes. And I agree. I think 10% is very, very conservative. I appreciate the conservative approach. Uh, and even so, even if it is 10%, what still, what a lift in, in treatment acceptance uh, if 10% if increase is, is what you can experience. And I agree on, on all those fronts in terms of um, empowering the team and making it a priority. So for those of you that are listening that perhaps you already have cameras. Perhaps you already have all the, all the pieces that Brett is encouraging you to do. Uh, it may be that you need to take a look at not, you know, what do we need, but how do we need to use it in a different way? Um, looking at the processes you have in place and, and being committed to creating new um, and effective habits and processes to maximize the tools you already have in your practice, uh, knowing that they can make a difference. Uh, I mean, Brett, how many practices are, is Digidoc in, you know, in, you know, at this point in time that you're working with on at a guesstimate? 
Uh, we have at least 40,000 doctors in our, our database. We sell through distributions. So we don't know all of the doctors. We just don't receive yeah. that, that kind of but at minimum of, of 40,000. We're celebrating you know, 21 years. We were yeah. a one product company. 17 years, right? So we still manufacture control cameras. We're still passionate about it. We have added some product over the last few years, but um, it's still a tool that is, I believe, one of the most powerful tools in the practice, not just to educate patients, but to truly grow the practice revenue. Then on the doctor's side, you know, I always ask the question with with the doctor, well, what are you taking on your side? And I believe in that before, during, and after on every restorative case, on the restorative side. I believe it's important and it's impactful to communicate with the patient the type of work that you that you did and you're proud of that. And that's a great time to ask for a referral at that point when you're able to show the before and after of the work that you just completed. Absolutely. And then when you get permission from those patients to use their progress in educating other patients with similar cases, those before and afters are so powerful in future treatment presentations or even in in marketing and in sharing patient stories, especially if you're doing a great deal of comprehensive, restorative or cosmetic work. Um, It can make such a huge difference. And, you know, for a company that's working with at least 40,000 practices, doctors and practices for the last two plus decades. Yeah, I think the things, Brett, that you're encouraging all of the listeners um, to explore and to consider in their utilization of photography uh, might be worth looking into for yourself. You know, this isn't just a guess. These are actual proven best practices and how to take advantage of the investment you're making in your practice and maximize it to the best of your ability and really help get the best result out of your efforts. Uh, so, Brett, you talked about that um, you've gone well beyond that, you know, the original um, model and aspect of, of Digidoc. Tell me what's, what's new on the horizon for you? What are you launching? What are you all working on for dental practices right now? Sure. So we're always building the next camera. Uh, we've had four generations of cameras over our 20 years. So we're, people ask, when are you going to come out with another camera? So we're always designing. We're really just waiting on the, the technology to, to catch up. We're waiting on to release the, the latest. That's our goal, to be the industry leader and continue to just push the industry with images and with technology that they've never seen. So uh, we're, we'll continue to do that. Uh, we've launched handheld x-ray. Uh, now, uh, that's it's amazing the, the increase yeah. in efficiency that we're seeing in dental practices and how easy that product is to uh, to use. Sensors, size one, size two sensors are really starting to take off. Um, and, and with imaging software is our latest addition that we're just now releasing here in the fourth quarter. So the goal is to bring a whole solution to the digital imaging of the practice. Uh, that whole one phone call, you know, we're a U.S.-based company. You can... You can pick up the phone and call us, and a live person will answer the telephone. Go figure today, right? Uh, but <laughs> Go we have figure. A live <laughs> yeah. The telephone, and we believe in that. We believe in that support after the sale. Um, and so we, we love to have that full offering in the digital package for offices. And where can they find out more, and where, where can they learn more about all of the tools and resources that you have at the Ready Brett? 
Sure. So our website, www.digi-doc.com. Uh, we just launched a new website, has all of our products. It answers a lot of questions. You know, we really worked on the FAQs to to say, what are, what are doctors asking us routinely? And let's just put the answers online. You know, we're all as mm-hmm. back to consumer, right? we're shopping, we're reading reviews, we're watching testimonial videos, and we want our questions answered really before we, we talk to someone a lot of times. And so they can go online and they can get most of their questions answered. But we have virtual demos that uh, they're happening and entire you know, inside sales team, uh, outside sales reps that go into dental practices and show the product live. So there are options, you know, now we just had an office call and they were ready to, you know, they, they just, they wanted a solution. We're like, well, let's jump on a virtual demonstration and jumped on a virtual and, and they not only got cameras, they got other technology, um, you know, on the whole package and they were able to do it all online. It was a, a blessing with COVID in that sense that it really helped offices and doctors and team members get used to doing more video uh, like mm-hmm. we're doing now. We offer that. I love that. And, you know, it's, it's, it would be time well spent to go look at the resources and, um, you know, for, for in my opinion, again, you know, Digidoc, you're in your fourth generation of the cameras. You're in well into your third decade of work. So, yes, cameras are no, you know, we're no strangers to cameras and, and, and the power of them, the utilization of them. And yet <laughs> there's still a great deal of opportunity, more than likely, in your practices to take this tool uh, and reinvent how you use it and how you as a team see a value in it and use it as a value and trust builder with your patients. So I do encourage you to go to, to Digidoc's website, dig, digi-doc.com. Did I get that right, Brett? <laughs> you got it. Okay, and, and and learn more about the tools that they have. You know, good people serving good people um, with the best quality of technology. And so, Brett, thank you so much for your time with us today. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your very busy schedule to be with us and share some of your insights and passion for the work that you do. Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate it very much. Thanks to all of you for joining us once again. If you aren't already subscribed to follow us on our podcast channels, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, I encourage you and I invite you to do so. And please do help us spread the word. Uh, We'd love to have more and more people as a part of our Jamison Files community. And you can email us at info at jmsn.com if you have particular topics, guests, or information that you'd like us to talk about in a future episode. Until then, take good care, be well, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Jameson Files. Visit us online at jmsn.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Do you have questions or topics you'd like for us to answer or cover on the next podcast? Email us at podcast at jmsn.com.